0: You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Do you need to be revived? Do you need to be revived? Today, on Words of Encouragement. I tell you, if... if, if...
1: God's people are not right with God. How in the world do we think that anyone else is going to be changed in this world? How, how is God's influence going to be more powerful than it can be when, when, than when we are sitting just off on the sidelines? Uh, we've got to get in We've got to get into what's happening in our world. And no, I'm not saying, please. It's so funny. I say things and then I think, I have a friend who criticizes everything I say. And uh, and every time I say something, I think, I hear his voice saying, Oh, he just told everybody to be part of the world. No, I didn't. <laughs> but we must be an engaged people of God in this world. We must influence this world for Him with His love and with the gospel, the message of the gospel. But you and I can't do that. We cannot do that just if we're just kind of living our lives day to day, never thinking about Him, never talking to Him, never spending time with Him. We cannot be a tool in the hands of God if we're not available to Him. Well, what makes us unavailable to God? Our sin. Our sin. The, thing, the the sins that we commit, the things that we do that are against Him, make us less useful in His hands. Because people look at you, people look at me, and if we're caught up in sin, they say, Ha, huh, whatever. Huh, I thought God made a difference in people's lives. I thought God changed people. I thought God made them like Jesus. You know, that... Do not discredit what our world thinks at times about who we should be. Because sometimes they're right. Sometimes they are right. But we must be careful. Revive, revive. I love this definition that I was able to find here. What is What does that word mean? It is to make something popular, active, or important again. It is to give life to something that is fading. How many of you have plants at your house? Water, you know, plants of any kind, and monkey grass. I mean, just something now. Yeah, a lot of us have stuff. You have to water those. My mom is the she can kill a plant with the best of them. Uh, but she's learned that she can do violets. And she loves violets, and she can do those well. And she's very happy with that. But it's so funny, she'll say, oh, well, I'll just kill it. And i am like, Mama, Mama, you just water it. You know. Well, I keep forgetting. i say, well, you know, it's a, you, you'll, you can do it. And, uh, but this is, this is very similar to watering plants. Plants need water. You and I need constant exposure to God. Yes. We need constant and regular exposure to His Word. It's what we need in order for us to be who He wants us to be. And so revive, as we live day to day in this world, the situations we face and just the stuff of this world begins to pull us down. It pulls us down physically, it pulls us down spiritually, and away from the reality that we are a child of God and are under His care. You ever thought about that? The weight of the world's problems pulls us down so much that we just simply forget that we're His child. We forget that we're under His care. We forget, and we we get depressed, and we get upset, and we get down, and we just feel like the whole world is against us, and nothing can go right. And we allow those thoughts to be bigger than the reality that we are His child, that we are under His care. And we can't let that happen. But this is how life is. This is what... Does happen many times in our lives. And as Christians, as children of God, we, we cannot continue to live in that spot of, oh, well, nothing ever works out for me. You know, oh, just, oh, you know, oh, it's just, everything's so horrible. We can't live there. We can't live there. We can't be that type of person. When we get to the point where we forget that we're a child of God and we forget we're under His care, we begin to be less useful in His hands. Because we become tired. We become tired, and when we become tired, what happens? Have you ever been on a long road trip driving? You get tired? Ooh, that's scary. I've been there where I've been riding down the road, and all of a sudden, I open my eyes. Something, something's not right. I think, whoa, why did I just open my eyes? That must have been, That must have meant... They were closed. <laughs> oh my, that's scary. <laughs> and so you, think, you, you realize, oh no. And we lose focus. And we become tired when the things of this world beat on us. And we, just, we, we, we start focusing on, the, on what's happening to us. And we forget who we belong to. Have you ever been, have you ever been so tired that you, you've said phrases you've never meant to say? You ever been so tired where you were talking to somebody? Maybe, maybe, maybe when you were young. Uh, and you were on the phone with a certain special someone, and uh, you got it was so late, and you shouldn't really, you know, you should have just hung up a long time ago. And you just, uh, and you just, you know, you just you're so tired. You say things you didn't even know you said, uh, and it's always the other person who's wide awake, and they heard you, and they're like, "What, uh, what, what are you saying?" It's just weird. But th- th- this is, you know, we become we if we allow ourselves the world to beat us up and get us down, so tired. And we get unfocused. Uh, We become focused on other issues other than God, other than His care. We become useless in His hands. And this world can affect us uh, spiritually to a point where our focus is shifted and we're no longer useful in His hands. God desires to use us in this world. But it appears that He also spends time and energy calling us back to Himself when we go astray. Return to me. Return to me. Part of that returning to God is laying down your burdens at His feet. Return. God, I feel, sometimes spends a lot of His time calling us back to Him. When He shouldn't have to do that. Logically, and actually I guess, uh, maybe in a dream world, He should never have to call us back to Himself. We should just be there with Him. We just should be there with Him. And we should just be walking with him all the time, but that's I know how we are. We're 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 sinful people. Uh we still, you know, we still mess up, we still make the wrong choice from day to day sometimes. We would like to believe that our nation is in this you know, this situation that we're in because of other people. We, we are quick to blame other people for, for the problems in our world. We're so quick to blame other people. But today I want you to consider the idea that maybe things are not the way they need to be because Christians have not been who they should be. Maybe it's possible that we have just sat on the sidelines and watched and said, Oh my, look at this. The, the sky is falling. Oh my. Oh my. And, and, and like my friend, Tucky Smith said, everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. <laughs> we sit on the sidelines and we talk about how horrible it is, but we don't do anything. You know, we, and, and, and unfortunately, we may not even pray about the situations. That we see. Well, what needs to happen? Christians need to get reacquainted with God. They need to draw close and uh, and are turned back. They need to draw closer or, or turn back to Him. What steps are necessary uh, for Christians to be revived? That's what we're looking at this morning. If if you are able and willing, I ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. You know this verse. Bible tells us, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. May God bless the reading of his word. May he write it on our hearts. I invite you to be seated. We look at this. What is the first step? What is the first thing we can do to be revived? Well, the first step here in this passage is, is if, or and my people who are called by my name, humble themselves. Humble themselves. We're asked to be, we're asked to humble ourselves. Notice though, it's not every One in the world that is being asked to humble themselves. It is not everyone in a uh, in a in, in a not necessarily everyone in a certain country or even our country. It is to those who belong to God, my people. God says. If my people see, this is the thing. This is the blame game that many of us play. Well, those people up there, those people, if they made that decision, well, I wish they'd have done that. Well, blah, blah blah, and we're like there, them, they. Those are some pronouns. <laughs> they, them, there, they, there, they. You know, they would if they would do that. God says, look, if my people, if my people will humble themselves. Those who belong to me, God says, they are the ones to humble themselves. Well, what in the world does that mean? It means to lower in dignity or importance. It is to raise others higher than oneself. It is not lowering oneself to the level of dirt. Oh, y'all are oh y'all are so much better. I'm nothing. I'm dirt. I'm nothing. No, that's not what God is asking you to do. But he's asking you to raise up others, raise others up. Lowering yourself to the level of dirt is not what he's calling on us to do. It is recognizing that all people are of equal worth and value in the eyes of God. That is the truth. That's who Jesus died for, everyone. Everyone has the same worth and value. Oh, but preacher, there's murderers, there's killers, there's pedophiles, pedophiles out there. There's, There's horrible people in our world. Yes, but Jesus died so that they can be set free, so that they can be forgiven of their sins. Every person of equal worth and value. That means we realize that in our minds. That means, oh, hey, this is a fellow person in our world. But we are to humble ourselves, humble ourselves. Selfishness is a tool that the devil uses to make us feel more important than those around us. I mean, my goodness. We laughed about it on our trip. We got down to Florida and ran into, my goodness, heard Spanish, German, Swedish. Uh, even heard some Portuguese. Portuguese. And, uh, and, 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 and some others, I think, too. It was like, wow, listen to these languages. This is amazing. Uh, but we joked and, why can't everybody just speak American? <laughs> and I say it that way because that's kind of the level that some people uh, operate on sometimes. You know, I just think, well, i speak American. Well, it's not American. It's English. It's the English language, you know. Uh, people speak what they've, <laughs> what they've learned, who, who they are. I mean, come on. Uh, but it's so funny how we, well, i just think, well, I well it, it, that kind of thing. You know, raising us up above others. You know, all oh, these people, I can't even speak English well. Well, can we? That's debatable. I don't know, you know. Um, but when we begin to feel or think that, that, that consciously or subconsciously, when we begin to look down on those around us, hmm, it's a selfishness. It's a selfishness inside of us. In doing this, we upset the balance in our minds of who God may love more or who is really important in this world. Hmm. The truth of the situation is God loves everyone the same. When we do not, we need to be brought back to reality Knowing how the devil works to get us centered on ourselves rather than others, God calls on those who are his children to humble themselves. He knows what the devil's doing. He knows that the devil's working really hard on you. He knows that the devil's trying to make you think, well, you're just more, you're better than everybody else. No, ain't nobody as good as me. <laughs> He's good at that. The devil's good at that, planting that in our heads, planting that in our brains, and making us feel like, well, we're somebody when really, you know, we're on the same level. Same worth and value as everybody else on the planet. And so God says humble, humble yourselves. After we've humbled ourselves we're to pray, we're to talk to God. Many times we find ourselves far from God and it might just mean that we have not been spending time with Him. Truly when we do not spend time with God we lose sight of who we are as one of His children. Wow, we lose sight of who we are. We're under His care and His love. But we lose sight of that when we, when, we, when we don't recognize it. When this happens, we're open to ideas and teachings of this world, and we fail to stay on the path of being more like Jesus. We listen to the world, and the world has a loud voice. Oh, the world has a loud voice. It speaks loudly, clearly. And boy, I saw that on the trip. I saw many, many messages out there, and I thought, wow, wow, this stuff's really out in our world. A lot of messages of stuff that's just against God's word, and yet, oh, they're very loud, the world is, in proclaiming what they feel is right. And we listen because we're not close to the Lord. And we listen and we think, well, that sounds okay, but we're not close to God. We're not as close to God as we need to be. So in order for us to begin a time of being revived, we must first humble ourselves and speak with God. We must humble ourselves and pray. Spend time talking to Him. Talk to Him. When was the last time you had a good sit-down with God? The second thing. What is the second step to being revived? Look at the second part of verse 14. The second part of verse 14 says... Seek and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Oh my goodness, what? He calls on his children, God does, to seek his face. We're to be serious about our relationship with Christ and those actions that bring us closer to him. We're to be serious about it. That means we do take time to read his word. That means we make time to read his word because it's important. It's not something that we just tag on, oh, well, we'll do it when we feel like it, or oh, well, we'll try, you know, we'll try to do that. No, it's something we do, it's a lifeline, it is, it is this relationship that we have with God. The, longer, the more we spend time with God, the longer we spend time with Him, the better we know Him. If we do not spend time with God, we do not know Him. We do not know Him. And we're, 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 our default is we go back to what the, the, the thoughts that we had about God before we really, really knew Him. We default to the old things. Oh, He's real judgmental. He's out to zap us. We better be good. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, we better be good. But why? Because He'll zap us? No, to please Him. Because we love Him. Because we're in a relationship with Him. That is a difference. God is not a dictator. God is not a dictator. He loves us, and He calls us to Himself, and He calls on us to follow His Son, Jesus. He calls on us to be like His Son. And in that, we become who He wants us to be. We will do the right things because we want to do the right things, because we have a God who loves us and a God we want to please. For many, the breakdown of prayer... Uh, broken contact with God and those actions that we need to do to be close to Him, that breakdown puts us in a place where we need to be revived. When when, when we allow those things to get to us, when we allow ourselves to not talk to Him, when broken contact with God occurs, we're in a place and in in need of of being revived. That Contact, that relationship needs to be rekindled. That is necessary for us. Listen, even a car needs a tune-up every now and then. Amen? Every now and then a car needs a little attention to be given to it so that it may continue to do what it needs to do. The same is true with us. We have a tendency to drift from doing what we know we should to doing that which we know we should not. And we need to seek His face. We need to seek His face. God, what is it you want of me? Look at the next part. We're to turn from our wicked ways. I've heard, look, this is probably the most important step in being revived. And I have heard people, I have even heard preachers quote this verse. They quote it and they leave out the turn from the wicked ways. This is, they quote it and they say, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and he'll. No, well, no, 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 no. And turn from their wicked ways is scripture. It is God's word to us. It is direction to us as His children. In order to be in relationship with Him, we must turn from our wicked ways. This I think is the most important step here. Sinful behavior cannot continue. You, you're not walking. You're not walking with Jesus. When you're sinning, you're, you're, that, you, can't do, you can't do both. You can't just, oh, living in sin, and oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Okay. It's, it, listen, it's not overlooked by others. People can see if you're walking with Jesus. They can tell if you're walking with Him. It's how you act, how you behave, how you react, how you speak. It's all in that. And people notice. Oh, well, no, they know I go to church. Yeah, and that's why they're watching. That's why they're wanting to see, does Jesus make a difference? Does He make a difference? We cannot expect to be close to God when we're sinning. Think about it. Criminals stay away from the police. Why? Because they know they've sinned and they don't want to face the consequences. I mean, sometimes that's how we are. Sometimes we get we get in we get caught up in sin, and we think, "Oh well, oh, I don't want to talk to God. I, I feel bad. I've, I've sinned, and I, I, I don't want to talk to Him. He's, he's going to make me feel bad." No, you already feel bad because you know that what you did was wrong. God's not making you feel bad. You know through the Holy Spirit's work in your heart and in your life that you have sinned, and that makes you feel bad. But it's not God sitting up there saying, "Oh, you ought to feel bad. You rotten little kid. You, 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 you just wait. You, you wait. And, and and when I'm not as mad as I am now at you, you come to me then. No, that's. No, God is waiting. God has has his arms open. He is waiting for you to come and to turn from your wicked ways and say, oh, God, I have sinned. And God says, yes, I know. And I've been waiting for you to recognize that. I've been waiting for you to realize that because I want to use you in a powerful way in this world. And I can't do that when you're in sin. I can't do that. And so you have realized this. I forgive you. I love you. Let's move on. Let's get this right. Let's do right. But we, boy, many times we think, oh, I just don't want to talk to God because I, I feel bad. No, this is a God who loves you. He's a God who is against sin. But He accepts you when you confess your sin. You come back to Him and say, God, I messed up. I sinned. And He says, I know. And I'm so glad you realized that. I love you. But so many times we feel so uncomfortable. No, talk to God about it. Talk to Him. He loves you. He loves you. He wants what's best for you. If you want to be revived, then you will want to face your wicked ways and you will want to turn from them. Too many feel they just need to pray for revival and wait. I'll just pray for revival. I'll pray for God to move in a mighty way in my life. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for it to happen. No, there's things you and I must do. And it's, these things, we must humble ourselves, we must pray, we must seek His face, we must turn from our wicked ways. God's children are the ones with the light of Christ who are out in the community doing life and shining His love all around. Ever been in a dark room with a flashlight? You know, you shine that thing all around. and That's exactly what you and I do. When we go in the community, we're shining the light of God's love everywhere we go because people know. Believe me, they know They know you go to church. They know where you are. They know what you claim to be, and they're watching. If we're caught up in sin, it's hard to shine the light of Christ. If we're caught up in sin, revival cannot and will not occur. We need to turn from our sin and to God. We must seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. That's what we must do. That's where we are. The last thing, th- what are the results of taking steps to being revived? What are the results? Are there results? I mean, are we going to do all this for nothing? <laughs> are we going to go through these steps and then nothing happen? No, there are results. After one goes through these steps to be revived, there are results. I mean, it, it, what comes out of that? Look at the next part of verse 14. Then I will hear from heaven. God says, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. God promises to hear us. If we're living in continual sin, our relationship with Him will not be good. He is with us, but we are not with Him. When this happens, we find ourselves far from Him. If we take the steps He's told us to take, if we will humble ourselves, if we will pray, if we will seek His face and turn from our wicked ways, He will hear us. Wait, He will hear us? Wait a minute, that makes me ask another question. Do, does that mean He does not hear us when we're caught up in sin? Oh, He hears us. But my, my personal, let me put stand over here. My personal belief is He's not overjoyed and all excited to hear from us. Unless we're confessing our sin from to Him. We're caught up in sin and we say, oh God, help me on this test. You know, and you're caught up in sin doing horrible things that you know you shouldn't do. And you're like, oh God, help me remember what I needed to know for this test, what I needed to do here. Uh, help me in this situation. I don't think God's fallen all over Himself to help us. He hears us, yes. I do believe He hears us because we are His children. And don't you know, you always hear your children, amen. You always hear them. When they call, oh my, oh yeah, what, what, what do you need? So God hears us, yes. I don't think He's in a big old rush to help us when we're caught up in sin. He's waiting for us to get right with Him. He wants that relationship to be a good relationship, not a, not a horrible relationship, not a bad relationship. Because we've voluntarily removed ourselves from His presence, it's hard, it's difficult to have a relationship with Him. We've allowed ourselves to be caught up in sin. Does this mean He turns the love off? Does this mean He turns the love off and on when it comes to us? No. His love is always on in relationship to us. The question is, is He going to use us while we're showing Him that we do not want to be near Him in our everyday actions? That's, that's the question. Is He going to use us while we're showing Him all how we act, how we live, that we don't want to have anything to do with Him? Is He going to use us? I don't think so. I don't think so. He wants to use those who want to be used. And if we're caught up in sin, we have told Him directly, God, I don't want to do what you want me to do. I want to do what I want to do. That's what we've told Him when we sin. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what you want to do. I want to do what I want to do. And God says, hmm. I really wanted to use you this next week and now this is what you're doing. We got to get this right. We got to work this out. We can't continue this way. You can't continue this way. this, This can't happen this way. His love is always on though in relation to us. The next part of the verse says He will forgive our sin. There's not a sin. Listen to this. I love this. There's not a sin on earth He'll not instantly and permanently forgive when sincerely confessed and placed under the blood of the cross. That's good stuff. Remember first, you and I must humble ourselves. We must pray. We must seek His face. Turn from our wicked ways. Then, then the forgiveness will come. The, then the forgiveness comes. The last part of this verse states that God will heal our land. What does that mean? Does that mean he will make everything better? Does, he mean, does that mean everything's going to be perfect once this happens? I mean, what does this mean? There's, oh, there's a lot of controversy on that. What does it mean? Heal their land. Will he make it better? I think he will make it better. I think he will bring healing. I think the healing that is happening is the healing between the relationship between you and God he will heal he will bring healing there will be a healing there a healing we must humble ourselves and pray we must seek god's face seek as if as if we're going to look have you okay how many of you wear contacts or did at one time anybody anybody how many of you've lost anything that was really small and really important very important i've lost stuff before how long do you search for it Just a little bit. Oh, well, I couldn't find it. I guess I'll buy a new one. No, no. It's important. You're going to find that that item, that item. This is what it's talking about. Seeking the face of God. This is seeking God. This is saying, oh, God, I want you so badly. I want to know what you want in my life. I want to know what you would have me to do. You're seeking till you find it. I mean, you're going to seek with all that you have. That's what this is. We must seek God's face, turn from our wicked ways. And if we do these, we'll experience the attention of God, the forgiveness of God, and the healing of God. Listen, I want for you a good relationship with the Lord. As your pastor, I want you to be able to walk with God, to know what He wants you to do. When you hear His voice, I would love for you just to not have to hesitate, stop, worry, guess, hope, pray, that you would just do it. But the thing is, I hope that for myself too. And when I look at myself, I know who I am as a person. And I know I'm a human. And I know that many times I, do, I choose incorrectly. But as your pastor, I would love and want and desire and hope and pray that you have a walk with God that is personal. That you talk to him. That he hears from you. Has he heard from you lately? Has he heard from you lately?
0: Let me encourage you to talk with the Lord. Talk with him daily. The only need for any of us to have a revival is due to the fact that we have allowed our relationship with the Lord uh, to get stagnant. Uh, We've failed to talk to Him. We're not spending time with Him. We're not communing with Him. We're not reading His Word. And so the influence, His influence on our life is not as it should be. And we wind up sinning. We wind up doing whatever it is we want to do because we're not under his influence. Listen, if you have given your life to God, that means it's his. That means you have told him, I want you to be in charge of me. And so if you have done that, uh, then, and you're, you're turning backwards, you're doing whatever you want to do, you need to be revived. It's time. You need to be revived, uh, and so uh, that's uh, we need to reengage with God to the point where we're allowing Him to be in charge of our lives. So I, I want to ask you: Have you? Where are you? Where are you with God? Have you? Are you allowing Him to be in charge of your life? Are you making your decisions daily by yourself, or are you consulting Him? How are you living your life? Are you doing what comes just? naturally in a situation? Are you are are you losing your temper? Are you just doing whatever you want to do? Or are you allowing God to be in control? That's the question. Because if you've given yourself to Him, He is supposed to be in charge. I say this, and it's in regard to you, but it's in regards to me as well. All of us as believers need to allow God to be in charge. I hope that that's where you are. If not, you can always contact us at fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com right there on our website. You can you can contact us. You can ask us questions. and I'd, We'd love to engage with you and talk with you uh, about what it means to have a relationship with God. Uh, currently, we're looking at the fundamentals of our faith on Wednesday evenings. I think you can uh, get to those through the website as well. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.